This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's J-Rock's Lawn Care Gardening episode. We are welcoming you back this time with again another interview. This time we've got Ben from Morrison Lawn and Landscape. So Ben is actually, as you'll find out very shortly, he's actually the closest person that is online to my actual location. So it's quite a special one, this one, because he's one person that I've met up with a couple of times, and that's really helped me out in person as well as, you know, other messages and things like that. Ben, welcome to the episode, mate. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, long, long overdue. Anyway, I think uh, this has been on the cards for a, for a good while. Um, yeah. No, it's uh, good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember. I think it was like early interview stages. I was really trying to get you on, but I think it was last year, wasn't it? And uh, you were absolutely as long as that was it. I think so. Yeah. Like, Jesus. so I've been trying hard, <laughs> you know, for twelve yeah. months to get you on this podcast. But no, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. No, that's good. No, it's like like you say, it's just uh, it's just finding the time. But at the same time, you've just kind of got to make the time for these things. Um, yeah, I mean we've <laughs> we've met each other and we've you know went down to England to pick up that bloody moor. So <laughs> yeah, um, that's no excuse why this hasn't been done earlier. But we're here now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one little quick story. I mean, I've I've mentioned on the podcast several times about picking up the the ferris, and you know I've got quite a few questions come through since I mentioned that. You know, people asking about the zero turn how far I had to travel, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, for the listeners, this is the guy right here that, you know, he lives maybe 40 minutes from us. And, uh, you know, at a a drop of a hat, I think it was like 11 o'clock at night, wasn't it? You were like, oh, check this more out. (laughs) It it was within something like five to seven days. That was me and you in the van and off we went down to, well, it was near Preston, wasn't it? Way down south somewhere, I don't, uh, yeah. It was near Liverpool, was it? Oh, yeah, it could have been, yeah. So it was a good eight hours each way. And, uh, yeah, Ben done the absolute honour of uh, being the co-driver and sitting in with us to go down and look at this moor, pick it up and then bring it back. So I am massively grateful for that and uh, your bad influence on sending me equipment. (laughs) But honestly, as I've said a good few times, that is probably the best investment I've made this year because it's made its money back, you know, problem, you know what I mean? Do you remember remember when... uh... We were trying to get into the van, and uh, <laughs> we had a bit of a bit of an issue trying to get it up the ramps. And you you were really you really weren't sure about it. I said, "Sam, just it's fine. Just you know, it, it'll be worth it." You know? <laughs> here you go. You know, you've, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like to think myself as quite a composed, chilled out guy. But I'm telling <laughs> to all the listeners, I'm telling you, like, I was really unsure about about getting this more anyway. We started getting it up the ramps, uh, as you've all seen on you know Instagram and YouTube about me loading it, and started loading it up these lamps, air uh, ramps, and one of the wheels slipped in it. Yeah, and this out. yeah this this ramp kicked out. The thing nearly toppled, and uh, my face straight away. And <laughs> so I was I was absolutely flap zone, and it was a yeah. it was a farm, I wasn't it? A farm. Yeah, they're they're on, they on a farm, so they got their forklift round and they uh, <laughs> put a sling on it, picked it up. Yeah, but literally within that moment, like I nearly, you know, I told you in the moment, didn't I, Ben? I was like, I, I don't know if I want to take this now because if this happens when I'm by myself, then I, I'm screwed, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we took it anyway. Yeah, I was on the way back, but it was a very, 
eventful uh, first, I don't know, 15 minutes of actually technically earning them more, <laughs> where it nearly went straight back to them. Definitely. But uh, enough about me here, Ben. This is about you. So uh, can can you tell us a bit about yourself, where you live, what your business is? Uh, so my name is Ben Morrison, um, and I own and run Morrison Lawn and Landscape. I'm 20 years old, and I live in the Highlands of Scotland, um, as you said, not far from you. Um, and I've been doing this for a good few years now, which doesn't really feel like it, because obviously when I was in school, I kind of just started on the side. Um, and did it through school for a few years and when I left school I kind of took the leap and here we are now you know? yeah um, it's, it's been pretty mental it's kind of hard to to grasp really now that, that that's great how did you find doing it while you're in school because you know we had Jack on quite a few episodes ago that you know he was yeah, still yeah. in he was still in school doing his doing his exams I believe he was waiting to sit or he just sat his exams at that point. And, you know, we got to have that conversation about him, how he runs it while he was in school. And, you know, I really need to have a second interview there seeing how he's getting on now. But with yourself, you know, 20 years old, and as we'll get into within this podcast, if you don't mind me saying, like, you're doing really well for yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah, I appreciate that. How did you find going from, like, what was the schedule kind of like when you were in school? And what was that, how did that leap look? Like when you went in with full time? Well, to be honest, like the way it happened, um, when I was 14, um, my, my brother and his mate actually worked in a local estate um, doing the sort of grounds maintenance and keeping the place looking tidy. And he actually played semi professional football. Um, supposed to be professional, actually. He uh, got scouted for Ross County. Long story short, he, he couldn't do it anymore. And my dad managed to get me in on the estate. Um, alongside his mate so I'd been working there um, in holidays for a, for a couple of years I think and just sort of like I say learning I'd never touched a swimmer or anything like that before um, Crazy. Learning, on, learning on the job and I was I was one day I just kind of thought I, was like, I could do this you know I could earn a little bit of money um, invested in my first swimmer which was just I had a swimmer before I had a more. <laughs> um, it was like a cheap Chinese through shopping, I believe the brand is, um, multi-tool from Amazon. I've still got it. It's in the garage somewhere. Oh, really? <laughs> Sentimental value, that. Yeah, um, yeah. And I just started, you know, sort of, I went door to door, I think, and picked up some, some grass cutting job. It's really, really quite hard to remember, Sam. I wish I kind of had more of like a, a timeline. Yeah. Um, but... Long story short, coming through school, it kind of picked up and picked up. Um, I was just, like I said, it's quite casual. You know, it's on the side. I'd go and do it weekends or after school. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how many customers I had at that point, but it was a good good income. Like, I was making pretty good money for my age. Yeah. And um, it came to the point when I was leaving school. I think there was a point in school when I realized, you know, I could actually do something with this. Um, and... I stayed on till six year. I didn't need to. Six year was just a breeze. Yeah. Um, for anyone in England, that I think that's six form, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. It's <laughs> well, the, the end of your school year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last year in school. So that was just before COVID. COVID was literally just hitting as I was leaving school. Um, and I wasn't sure how how it was going to work. 
and going straight into a job and working day in day out. But how when here here we are now, you know, it's uh, it's came pretty far since then. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like what you said about being able to like just take your time with it, sort of thing. I think that's such a a gem to have. And like, if everyone could go that way, I would probably say like at least start that way. And I've kind of had the pleasure of doing very similar, as you know, the listeners know. Sideline. Yeah, being on the side, and you know, yeah. for some people, what I would be running now could be someone's full time job. You know, I put in a lot of hours to this in my own, you know, evenings. That like people see me finishing at eight o'clock, and then I'm doing invoices and everything afterwards. But it's it gives you the opportunity to build, and and if you don't if you don't win that job or that next quote or something, there's not the, I was thinking about this today. There's not that pressure there to be like, Oh, I need to replace it straight away. Or I need to get this job. Relaxation sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, But what that brings is it brings that silent confidence. You know what I mean? It brings Mm -hmm. that, that time where you can go, you can come out of a quote or go into a quote and just be very chilled about it. You can be very professional. You're not sounding like you're panicking for it or, you know, you, anything like that, like too full on, you end up having this whole more chilled out approach that comes across that, you know, I think calms the clients and gets them to trust you very well because you've got time to be professional. You've got and, time, yeah, yeah. And and that's like the biggest one. I mean, as we were talking before, we know how precious time is and uh, it does, it, it makes a big impact. So going on from there where, you know, you had the basics, you're still in school, where you kind of at now what sort of jobs do you take on like what do they look like do you have commercial and residential can you like kind of talk us through what a general week of normal properties would look look like for you so at this point in time um i employ someone full-time and he's actually he's actually a good good mate of mine when i was younger and kind of as you do grow apart from people in school and still was kind of poly with them and at the start of this year I took him on and offered him a job and he's been with me ever since. So that was like one sort of, you know, leap again, employing someone, but we'll get to that. Um, Anyway, so we do about a week's worth of grass cutting. Um, I've got the regular customers that have built up over the years. Um, We do about a week's of that and that takes about two of us and on one or two days, there's three of us out cutting. Um, And on the bye week, and we do one-off jobs sort of landscaping jobs fences tidy apps all that sort of malarkey and yeah and then the grass is due again so we go and cut that so yeah and <laughs> um, we've got quite a they're mainly domestic just because that's the way i started out and um, you know going door to door i've had there's some customers that have been there for the duration of time i think yeah and um, i've been doing this and i do actually have a few commercial jobs and um, i actually i'm sub to a guy um, doing the Premier Inn in uh, Aviemore, which is 20 minutes away from me. I do uh, an outdoor centre. There's a few, There's a, I do an estate, you know, there's a few other sort of commercial jobs, uh, but I am trying to sort of lean into the grounds maintenance side of things. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a big hit. The, the, personally, I find it really, it's really lucrative from my sort of um, experience with it is you get a lot of, um, you know, they're not right hot on your backs. Like you can get some customers and they're very, they can be very pointy or you hear people like window watching, you know, time watching. And I find them commercial types of jobs are very, you can go there, you can, you've got all the time you need. It's all sort of price per job. It's never, you never hear anyone doing commercial work really. That's 
by the time. So it's yep. all, I, I think it's very lucrative going. I think it, it could be probably quite a pooled market, but like to put in an instance where, where Ben lives here, it's, it's quite a small area, isn't it? But it's a very high traffic area. I would say you, between yourself and Aviemore, you can get a lot of people through them surrounding areas um, being the main sort of connection between where we live, what is sort of the Elgin Forest, sort of northeast Moray kind of area, down to the sort of A96, what is the main road, main road back down to sort of England, I suppose yeah. you could say. Being so you, a, get, yeah. Yeah, you get a lot of people sort of passing through there. And, you know, I think, I mean, Aviemore as well is, for only being 20 minutes from me, I think Aviemore's, a, it's got a lot of money there, I think. Yeah, well, it's you know it's a massive tourist sort of, um, you know, it has been for years. Um, so busy with tourism and all that sort of stuff, and it is kind of like the next step between just like a town and then Inverness. You know, it's a yeah. it's a, a village or a town, however you'd call it. But um, I think the whole sort of valley um, is it's there's there's the work is there. You know, yeah, um, it's completely different to like your houses down in London and Glasgow and all that sort of stuff and um, a lot of these people have massive gardens and um, I suppose the commercial side of it's kind of the same you know, like retail parks and all that side of things yeah. um, but there's definitely a niche for it definitely um, what is the, the typical property then like because do you know well in fact do you want know, to talk about the equipment you have and the, the properties that you service right on moors that sort of thing so um it's a fine mix, to be honest, but there, I think there's actually, the majority of it is kind of right on. Um, so I have about like a day in my local town and where, I, where most of it is kind of just like push more jobs um, in and out, gardens. Um, and where, basically wherever I can get the right on, I will use it unless yeah. it unless it's like a kind of formal garden, that, uh, then I'll strike up or something. Um, but, so we run a John Deere zero turn, as you know, as yeah. you've used. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's been a game changer for, for us really. Um before that I had a an old John Deere L T one six six, I think it was the model. What's a tractor, a, isn't it? A tractor model, yeah. It was a a, a melting deck on it. And that was the first sort of leap into ride on work. Um and that thing I, I paid two hundred pounds for that thing. It was an, it was an absolute wow. steal, and the guy <laughs> looked after me, and it it was my first sort of leap into, you know, bigger jobs, taking on you know bigger areas. Um, but when we got the zero turn, that just totally totally changed the game. Um, that thing has been the best investment I've ever made. I think. I remember you saying because when you got it, you you found that. Even the difference, just the fact that you can do your turns quicker was massively, oh. you know, then improving the time that you could spend on that job. Uh, how did you go when you made, because I think many people, you know, have this in the head. Many people want to jump on a ride on or earn a ride on and, and take on them types of jobs. How uh, we And we've discussed this personally, but how did you find going in from quote and, you know, your 300 meter squared back garden with a push mower into mm-hmm. this sort of, bigger ride-on work is there any sort of formula to your madness or have you just sort of what's been your learning steps in the way for the quotating side of it i don't really know like i've probably got my pricing right because 
I've done it from such a, you know, I've been there, I've done the five ten pound gardens, but that's because I was young, you know, I was fourteen, fifteen, yeah, making yeah. a bit of pocket money, like a five ten pound <laughs> garden. That's that's like amazing, you know. That's, yeah, that's, you're winning. <laughs> you're like a millionaire at that age, but um, you soon realise once you start investing, and I think um, due to the social media groups as well, um, you do learn about pricing and you know how to price and how not to like undersell yourself and realize the sort of overheads you've got running a business so um how do i go about pricing it's just kind of it's just one of those you probably know yourself now is if you're pricing a garden a grass cut you kind of just look at it and you you sort of just know (laughs) it's really weird it's really hard to explain that though it's really hard to explain you it's it's i think it's experience really so um, yeah you'll know that yourself You'll, the more you do it, the more jobs you price, the more jobs you get. You sort of learn what the sort of price ranges are. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, obviously you need to earn what you need to earn, but you want to be competitive and you want to also maximize your profits. You know, it's, you're running a business at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but how I actually started pricing bigger jobs, I don't actually know. I think I think I kind of looked at it like if you have got a twenty-five pound lawn and you go and price another lawn that's double the size of it, then surely it should be 50 quid. That's the, yeah, that's yeah. the sort of way I looked at it. Um, obviously, it kind of varies and changes um, and depending on the size. Um, Definitely. But yeah, it's, just, it's sort of one of those things you just need to build the experience in doing. But I, I can totally see how it's daunting at the start. Pricing is and will always be the hardest thing to master. I don't think anyone will ever master it. Yeah. Um, the more different sort of jobs you take on and no job, no two jobs are the same, you know, so. I think that's it. And like the, the main bit, I think what drops in the category of experience, what you people may be questioning is, is all the things that you pick up on that affects price. And them sort of things are simple things, kind of like, you know, what obstacles are there on that lawn? Um, is, it, is it on a bad slope where it's actually going to take you longer because you're going to have to take your uh, take you a lot more time on it if it's a really bad day you might actually have to go into a strimmer or a push mower to get them bits is it the fact that it is an extra 15 miles out your way and you might be paying more fuel for it you know is it going to be the fact that there's loads of acorns and it's actually a a pretty bad lawn field Mm -hmm. that type of thing actually one thing that you've touched on that goes into this you know, that we spoke about personally is, you know, it's, it's very prone to molehills, you know, cause you're looking at then oh. blades being damaged. Oh, like, don't you know, me started about molehills. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the sharpening and, and the maintenance that then goes into the blades of your mower because you're now sharpening weekly, you know, you can factor all of that into the price. And, and I think when Ben is saying there that he comes to a job and he just kind of, he knows the ballpark figure to start off at, it's because you've dealt with all these situations in separate cases that you're then able to come up with, you know, an overall feel, what is the experience side, and that mm-hmm. leads you to a price. And I found it daunting being, you know, how you, people talk about uh, imposter syndrome. And it's almost when it, it that joins alongside and that's where you don't feel experienced enough to be earning whatever that might be. And it's when mm-hmm. you jump from making... 25 30 35 pound on normal grass cut and now all of a sudden you're tipping up to a property with a zero turn and going that'll be 160 pound a visit 
you know, there's a it's, big, yeah, yeah. you're almost mm-hmm. justifying to yourself why it's, you know, why it's worth that. But hey, at the end of the day, I mean, you're John Diamond, how much was that? Uh, without the bargaining system, I bought the bargaining system separate. I think it was six, six thousand pounds, including yeah. the VAT, I think. So for a, it's it's the higher end of the, it's a domestic more, there's no doubt about it, but it's a, the higher end domestic um, petrol. And it's got 726cc V2N engine. I think it's a Briggs and Stratton, actually. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good, like, don't get me wrong, I've been through, through some stuff that I'm thinking I could do a bigger and more. Yeah. Um, for, you know, as a, as a, not starting out, but like a sort of entry level more it's going to do you for most things you know i've got football pitches with the thing yeah 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 it's 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 over 200 hours i think it's about 220 hours on it now and apart from two spindles which yeah. is probably down to molehills and the <laughs> yeah. lovely, lovely scottish uh gradient but, yeah um, it's not skipped a beat so yeah definitely you know it's paid for itself tenfold that, that's exactly it though mm. you, you're you're hitting that entry you know you're hitting these gardens with a bit of kit that you spent six, seven grand on. And in some people's cases, 25 to 45 grand on, you know, some yeah. of them really big commercial ones, you uh-huh. know, that there has to be some buyback to that. It's not at that point. It's not about the time you're spending on a job anymore because now you're, it's your time as well as the kit that you've purchased, as well as your overheads, you know, there's so much that comes in, uh, you know, and this isn't a, uh, how to build quotes podcast, but it's just a good point to touch on that. There's so much that goes into it that if you spend time and you, you figure out what works for you and what your formula is, you know, for your business yeah, with, with all of what we're talking about here, it's a pro- probably a pretty good starting point to be able to get like effective pricing, I think, you know? No, definitely. Like the, the way I've kind of looked at it and, and you kind of do have to justify yourself some, sometimes because like even people like who aren't customers or like my mate or people I speak to and they say, oh, how much did you charge for that? And you tell them and they're like, well, how can you charge so much? Like you charge way too much. And it's just, <laughs> you, they don't, they don't understand what it's like uh. to run a business. And that's fair enough. But I think it's just quite naive on their behalf. Um, like if you're, how do I put this? You know, if you go up to a bigger sort of lawn where you could use a ride on, why would you bother you know, you why would you bother investing in big machinery if you can just work away with a little few hundred pound more, yeah, on twenty pound an hour and just you know doddle up and down? You'd be much better off. Yeah, if you go and spend six, seven grand on a machine to do that job faster, and you know you go in and do it half the time, and they're all, well, it only took you this long. It's just like, well, it only it took me this long because I've invested time and money to go and buy something that's going to do it quicker and better, you know? So that's, that's one sort of way to look at it. Um, yeah. Because it, it, you're, like you said, you're almost kind of trying to justify to yourself. You're like, you know, you're trying to convince yourself that you're not, yeah. <laughs> not, a, bad, not a bad person. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it is and it always will be one of the hardest thing in business, I reckon. Yeah, no, definitely. And it, but it's, it, it is interesting hearing how, how much of a range you have, you know, and I think a lot of people maybe have a certain picture of Scotland, what what it might look like and that it is just 
mountain after mountain after mountain. <laughs> and, and that's not ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not exactly the case. But what it does offer you, and especially in areas like yours, is that you do have this very fine mix between um, you know, house after house, like little estate, like estates. And then oh, yeah. on the other hand, you've got five minutes in the opposite direction. You could be on an acre of land, um, you know, doing yeah, someone's no- countryside home. So there's yeah. a, such a fine mix within such a short travel time that I find it it's it's been better than what I ever could have imagined it. And you know, it's picking your location and working working your strengths in them types of locations, I think is like a very prime thing to to understand as quick as you can, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. Like the variety of work around here is just you know, it's 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 yeah, next to none. You've you've got you know, I kinda of look at my window here and I've got like probably you know, a twenty, twenty five pound lawn and then there's like a <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I'm just bicing off the top of my head here. Yeah, like, yeah, know, yeah. Say, just for say for example, like a hundred pound lawn, like the variety it's not like I don't know where most of the audience is from, but if you're in sort of built up areas like, you know, like cities like Manchester or Glasgow, Edinburgh um, which there still is, you know, out with you know the outskirts. There is sort of you get into more countryside sort of thing. But yeah, where I'm in a, it's probably similar to Elgin. I'm in a town, and there is all these small gardens. And out with this town, you're into fields and, and you know bigger gardens. The, the the variety is is there, and it's good because you're not doing the same lot, and it, it kind of opens up your opportunity. Yeah, um, as well, you're not just stuck to you know, front and back gardens. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So when you started coming into this, what would you say the hardest bit about starting the business was? Or what was the hardest thing you found, let's say, within six months of, you know, starting the business properly? As in, like, like leaving school or... Yeah, so so from the point where you, you were like, right, I'm going to make an actual go at this, and, like, this is going to be my income to cover any bills everything else yeah. you know is it what was what was the hardest thing you found what was the biggest struggle was it like the marketing was it finding clients to fill up your whole your whole schedule like what what do you think the hardest point was no a really hard question that to be honest because it's like to just to be honest with everyone it's not easy like you know yourself running a business isn't easy otherwise everyone would be doing it um, yeah there's so many, you know, cons before the pros sort of thing. You know, you do. <laughs> it's not all just swings and roundabouts. People come to me and they go, "Oh, you're doing so well for yourself." Well, yeah, uh, good ones. You must be loaded aside. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not often the case. I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, I wish it was, but uh, the hardest thing, as I touched on before, definitely, I think pricing was definitely the hardest, the hardest thing to to get started to, with. To, yeah, because. I don't know how I've just kind of got it drilled into me from maybe because I started at such a young age, but um, I'm past all the sort of buy ten pound. Well, you know what I mean. That yeah. when you first start out, you think, oh, that's all that's kind of worth. But you sort of learn to know your worth, and I think it's it's kind of proven to people that you are worth what you are. Yeah, because you get a lot of that. You're always going to get someone who's going to tell you, oh, you're too much, and you're you know. You're too yeah. expensive. I think, yeah, it's probably dealing with people and learning how to. You you kind of have like have to have like a tough skin. Yeah. And learn not to take it personally because that 
I do. That's my problem. I know that I, I openly admit that I have a problem with taking things personally. Yeah. Um, not like, oh, you said no to me, cutting your grass. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna beat you up, sort of thing. But yeah. it's just like you take it to heart and you like you take it as more like a personal, like um, that. It's about you more than yeah. It's about you more than it's about the, the business. Because at the end of the day, the business is you. You know, it is yeah. you are the business, and it's hard to kind of separate that personal emotion from it and yeah. just just business so I, that's something i still struggle with that's something yeah. I, I think i'll always will struggle with I, hopefully i get to a point i just don't care yeah <laughs> that's, yeah that's my goal i just don't i don't care i take her yeah. leave it yeah and and in most ways and um and then i am i am kind of getting getting that way but there are some jobs you price and you, you know Say it, and it's a bad way to look at things. Say it's someone you think that's got relevance, um, and like I said, this is a terrible way to look at things. If you someone who's kind of higher up or, um, you know, like more socially seen around your area, and they turn you down, or like a well-respected person, and they turn you down, and um, and it's hard not to take that personally. Um, I, I, think that... of, I think a lot of it's like self-development, really, Sam. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, and, and not to make you, you know, feel too young, but at the end of the day, you're like, I, I think a lot of people's got that, you know, and through all their life, they're going to feel that way. But on the yeah. same same note of it, you know, you're 20 year old as well, mate. Like, <laughs> you, you're at such a point where you're you're trying to do well and you're trying to grow and you're trying to, you know, push this business forward. But, you know, you've got time to to overcome that and as the experience of getting knocked down and everything, like I'm hundred percent sure you're going to overcome any of them doubts. But like, I think that comes in time as well. It's almost, you get hit with the rain until you don't feel it anymore. You know, like it's, yeah, it's just one of them that, that people kind of cruise through, but you've put it in the right sort of way there with, uh, you know, having thick skin, but it is, it's hard to, it it is hard to take sometimes, but yeah, it, when you're running your own business, it's almost like you need to put a different hat on, don't you? You can be one way in the is, pub. And you the really need. It. Yeah, yeah. So you you really do need it. Like treat that as business. Like you see it all the time, and like oh, it's just business. It's yeah. just it is just business. Like don't get me wrong, I have such a good relationship with most of my customers, and um, you know I try and look after them as much as I can. But at the end of the day, it's it's a business like you can do favors for people like you know if you've got someone um can you can you just you just you know like if you can you move this uh this big unit for me when i'm at the house like i'm not going to charge you for that that's that's yeah. completely different but you know if it's uh, doing little extra little jobs you've got to charge for that it's your time and it's your business at the end of the day that's it no that, that is i mean a good example is i was doing a he's got about a third of an acre of a property and it's a mixture it's actually the lawn mowing, lawn mowing is one of the only things I don't do there. Uh, it's all like right. border maintenance and like leaf tidy yeah, ups yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And so I've been working for this guy or with this guy, however you want to put it, for the past sort of two and a half years now. And he's been a fantastic client. He's a he's a retired surgeon. And since then, he's a, one of the only clients I've got left that's an hourly client. And I've done that just because it works. I like their I like him. I like his his wife. I like working in his garden. It's very, yeah. it's a mile from my house. It just works. Um, and when it comes to like charging extra for additional services, it's one of the ones where I get 
not nervous about, but if I feel a bit uneasy about doing it just because of how I like the setup that we've got already. And yeah. Wednesday had just gone. It was my son's birthday the day before on the Tuesday. I was at his on the Wednesday. And he came up. I told him about it. We had a nice little chat. And then anyway, he asked me to do a couple of extra jobs. Usually they're billable, right? But yeah. it was on one of them occasions where I thought, right, I'll just do them anyway from at the very end. And he was like, if it, if they take any longer, bill me. But what he did do is he came out 15 minutes before I started them jobs and he gave me 20 quid and he says, look, give that to your son, let him buy himself a present or whatever. So, you get, you know, technically he gave me an extra 20 quid. What he doesn't need to do, because he's only a client of mine, but for my son for his birthday. So I thought, you know what? And my my return to him, how you say that you look after your clients, is without him even knowing or anything like that, I just did all them jobs for him and I never billed him. You know, we never spoke about prices or anything like that anywhere. And I just thought, you know what? That's very kind of you. I'm going to return my favor, you know, in the way that I did. And you do have to have that uh, client to business relationship and you've got to play it right because you can be, I don't know about you, but I find myself getting quite poly with some of my clients. And uh, so you do need to kind of, you need to keep that separator in there somewhere to go, I know when to charge. I know when not. It's a fine line, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. No, totally. Like that. Like respect goes, you know, two ways. Like I'll always kind of. I I actually I like doing things for people. I get like a I get like gratitude from that. Um, you know, like coming to help you on that job and that. Like, I just like you know, <laughs> just that's just kind of who I am. Yeah. Um, so if I can help someone in any way, um, I will. But if it's the you know, you've you've got to treat it as a business at, at times. There's you know, there's don't get me wrong, like you said, there's certain points. If if that if I was in the same scenario as you, I would be the same. I would build up and there, and there has been scenarios like that. Yeah. Um I wouldn't add I'd be there longer than I thought or longer than um you know, just by speaking to them or doing something. But you know, um you can't you can't treat it hundred percent as a business like i, I can all kind of, kind of contradicting myself but um you, you get what i mean you know yeah there's, um, there's still but, you in that business isn't it and that yeah and the way you act and your personality is what, a fine line yeah that's what makes your business and mm-hmm. and i think that i do think that's the difference but listen we're gonna just head for a quick ad break here and then we'll be back in just a moment this episode is brought to you by total loan Total Loan provides scientifically engineered loan care products to homeowners, hobbyists and loan care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your loan looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Loan products for my customers and on my own loan and I think you should too. The team at Total Loan put quality above anything else when they're producing their loan feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best loan possible. Try Total Loan today at totalloan.co.uk and use code JROCKLOANCARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Loan are so confident in their products that you can use them on your loan, and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totalloan.co.uk and transform your loan. Hello everyone, welcome back after that short break there. So the next bet that I actually want to go into, Ben, because I know that you've been you've been very good you know, considering how many years you've been doing this and of your age as well, what shouldn't be a factor at all, but it just like, it blows my mind. Um, 
the type of equipment that you use. Now, we've talked about the zero turn that you use, the John Deere. What I still think is an amazing bit of kit, especially after you coming down to save me on that job and uh, yeah. and allowing me to use it. That was a massive help. The other sort of items that you have, you're quite a big fan of the trailers as well, aren't you? Trailer, yeah, yeah. I know like a lot of people can't use trailers. Um, I think I remember you speaking to Mike about it on a podcast um, down his way, but a trailer up here just... You, you, you kind of need you, you do need one um i've i've got an eye for williams a 14 foot tilt bed tripper, uh, trailer nice um and i got that a few months ago now do you remember i can't i remember you going off to buy it um, yeah it was back in the year at some point um but yeah that's been that's been another great investment for me before that um i was running out of a um dale kane eight by five tipper trailer and so that actually was probably one of the you know one of my, my other greatest investments is something that tips because before that i had an old Ivor williams p8 and, and mostly people probably won't know these models or anything like yeah, that yeah yeah and that's just like you know yourself it's just like a single axle caged uh car trailer sort of thing yeah and um, that was such a great trailer. Like when I first got that thing, I remember when I first bought it, it was just like, <laughs> it was amazing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, Stored it behind my dad's car um, and it was good for taking the moors around and good for taking waste away. Like I've had like full trees in that trailer. Um, it's, fair, <laughs> it's been a fair share of work, but you know, you handball it all into the trailer. You go to wherever you're going to dump it and you have to handball it all out. Yeah. So the next step in my business was definitely the tipping trailer. Um, pulled up behind my, my van and yeah taking things away, collecting materials yeah, it's definitely been a game changer and I don't think I'd be without anything that tips now you know, I've got the transit tipper yeah. um, and the trailer and yeah, it's, I just wouldn't be without something like that So what was your what was your main thought when thinking about buying trailers because this is actually one conversation I haven't had on on any podcast simply because I haven't got a trailer and I don't think most of the people I've spoken to run a trailer either. But what was the ma- what was the main thought behind getting any form of trailer? Like, I mean, I get it with a car, you know, having the extra space, but when you started upgrading to these bigger type of trailers, was it literally just so that you could, you know, take waste away? Was it because of the ride on more? Like, what did you see that was advantageous about it to be able to make that decision? I think you just kind of outgrow with what you've got. You know, you're always kind of, you know, kind of comes in stages. Like when I first, well, I, I kind of started out with my bike and I made a trailer. Um, which I've seen quite a few, few people say that, you know, they've made a, a wee trailer that they tow behind their bike. I had my motor on it, my strimmer, my blower, my fuel cans. Yeah. And, <laughs> that was some weight to pull behind your bike. Um, when that kind of didn't work, I then, like, I, I owe a lot of this to my my mum and dad. Like, a lot of people will see me at my age and go, oh, he's, you know, he's had, you know, you know his mum or his dad, daddy's money, blah, blah, blah. Financially, my mum and dad inputted very little into um, my business, just simply because, you know, they couldn't, like, yeah. know, not to go in personal, we're not like a bad you know, we're, we're we're all right. You know, you know, you normal, yeah, but, normal people. Yeah, just, just yeah. a normal person. Yeah, you know, normal family. Um, but everything I've sort of done, I've kind of done on my own. Um, but I have to give it to them. 
they kind of supported me in that way. When I first started out, um, they would actually drive me around to jobs and yeah. drop me off. So they'd come back and they'd pick me up, take me to the next job. And <laughs> that was such a massive commitment. When I think about it now, like, I'm like, wow, like, um, as much as, you know, you get on with your, you know, <laughs> you can argue and fight with your parents. Like, I, I owe that to them, um, if anything. And that's when massive, I, isn't it? Because that's having anyone in your corner at any point in your life is huge. So to have it when, you know, this seemed not a pipe dream, but when it was something at the smaller stages, to have someone that can open that many doors for you through transport when you're too young to drive, you know what I mean, is is massive, you know. Yeah. And to actually be supporting you to do it and be like, it's fantastic what you're doing is, you know, more... It's what all you could ever ask of of your family, isn't it? Really, is to be that supportive element. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I can't, um, can't thank them enough. I probably should, <laughs> you know, I probably don't. But yeah. um, it got to the point where I was working out my dad's car, an old Ford Focus at the time, and like we were throwing this mowers and trimmers into the back, and you know, this wasn't like a big fancy Audi, fucking, you know. It wasn't yeah. like a big, yeah. It was just, a, it was a car. It was, it was almost a workhorse at that stage. And um, yeah. you know, we throw the dogs in the back, sort of thing. And it got to the point that I was just getting sick, fed up, as you know, lifting this more in and out. So I was like, <laughs> damn, I need a trailer. And I was, uh, I remember, I remember, I was in school. I was in. I, I, that's funny how you remember these things. I was in uh, IT in school. I don't know what we were doing. Regardless, I was on my phone and I was messaging this guy in Marketplace about a trailer. Um, and it was a little single axle in dispension, must have been about six foot, six or th- uh, no, it was a seven foot by four foot, I think it was. Right. Um, single axle trailer with a ramp at the back, and uh, it was in Dingwall, so a good 50 minutes away. Yeah. Um, good hour or whatever. So I was like, yeah, and this is 500 pounds, and at that point, you know, that's 500 pounds a lot of money, but it, it is, yeah. It's a lot of money, especially at that age. And I was like, right, I'm going to go for this. Um, <laughs> so my my uncle actually took me to, to get it, pick it up. Um, I don't know if we had a cobra on the car at that point. Maybe that's why. Um, took me to pick it up. So we picked it up. Um, it looked absolutely tiny behind his pickup. Yeah. <laughs> it looked absolutely <laughs> tiny behind it. So I think we got the tow bar on the, the car, which I believe I paid for. Obviously, it's my, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got the tow bar in the car, and he used to tow me around with that. I put the two mowers in the trailer, and all my hand tools in the boot, I think. And then that was the sort of next step. Yeah, you know. So you go from working out your boot, and then you outgrow that. I went into that small trailer, and it, there came a point when I was just like, I need something bigger, and and then i don't know timelines exactly but yeah i then invested in that i for williams the pae which had the mesh size and a, and a high tail door and that was just like a next that was just like wow like yeah <laughs> total game changer of that and so at that point i believe i must have been around 16 17 maybe learning to drive i passed my test after two two months of um uh, learning so I think he was told me about with that for a while yeah but then when I passed my test I got insured on his car um, just because it had the tow bar and I then started working out that 
see, it's just kind of like it's kind of progressed. It's all over just time been a natural progression, yeah. With without even noticing, really, and then it came a point where I was like, I had a car myself, I had a wee Fiesta, and I was like, I really need, I need a van, you know, I need, <laughs> I need to you, you outgrow the car, um, and I was like, that car was like a workhorse. Um, yeah, I outgrew the car, so and I got my first van, and now at this point in the stage, I run three vehicles, and. Um, Two trailers, you know, two riders. It's, it's, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty crazy how it sort of just de- it develops over time. Yeah. Um, I'm getting sidetracked here. You're, you're on about no, this equipment. <laughs> no, 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 that's that's absolutely sound. It's, but it's mad how, you know, that's what it grows to. And I mean, if I'm right in saying you, you've got the, the tipper van, don't you? You've got, is it a, yeah, I've got a Ford Transit. Um, yeah. Double cab tipper. Um, that's like, that's our go-to workhorse. Like, that's what I use. Um on a, basically on a week daily basis. Um, okay. I've also so, got a. So what? Sorry, because you've you've got the the transit there. What what then? What would make you choose the transit over the? Is it a? Is it a Vivaro you've got? The van, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So when I my first van, um, when I when I jumped. Uh, and when I got the van, sorry, um, was a 2009 Vauxhall Vivaro uh, short wheelbase. And when I first got that, it was amazing. <laughs> it was just like, you had so much room in the back. And even now, that's probably quite a small van. But um, it was great. I told the trailer behind it, I could take the waste, um, took all my tools in the back. I had it all sort of racked out and shelved out. Yeah. And that was like, that was again like a next step. Um, I got it sign written. That was another sort of, you know, I I paid for it, tow bar to go on it, um, so I could tow my trailer. Um, I got them sign written. I got a banners for the trailer, um, that were cable tied on, um, and I can't remember. What, I think well, it was last year. It's it's still muddled up, Sam. We could we could go on for ages and ages because I've been through quite a lot of vehicles. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can. A short I can, time driving. Like, yeah, I can see you trying to map it all together. There, it's, it's really hard. I wish I could have a timeline in front of me. No, but um, that I think one thing that it, it shows throughout the whole sort of interview when we're talking about the kit and equipment is that you've literally just taken, you've used what you've got until you've went right now. This is now getting too small, or we actually need this capability, and then you've reinvested to be able to upgrade that. With doing things like reinvesting back into the business, rather than, let's just say, you know, going on loads of holidays and spending your five grand that way, or, you know what I mean, buying, buying, you know, just, you know, non-work-related toys, let's call it, or whatever, you know, however you'd spend your money. How crucial do you think that's been to your growth going from, uh, instead of wasting your money, but then instead reinvesting. Oh, like definitely, I'd say I'd probably invest like at least I'd say eighty percent of my money goes back into the business. Obviously, I've got to live, you know. Yeah. But the majority of things, like I don't grudge buying. You know yourself, like if you grudge buying equipment, then I think you're kind of in the wrong sort of game, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Like you see a new more, and it's just like. We're just kind of weirdos, you know. Just anyone, <laughs> anyone in their sort of line of work. Um, I, I do I always constantly have like ambitions and like visions of like what I want to buy and where I want to be. Um, so I think you know buying machinery is always going to be 
so, so on the cards. Um, it's a big yeah, part I've, of I've, it. I've, I've invested a lot of money in uh, into the business. Like, yeah, I remember when I first built my first dimmer. Well, I say my my first proper dimmer was a Husqvarna five two five RX bullhorn um, dimmer, and like I would use this thing. I'd take it home and I'd wash it and dry it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've got I don't know how many stimmers I've got now. It's just another it's it's just another sort of I'll say you know, it's just a tool. I it's, do it's talk, same, same I, how that wears off, you know. It is. And uh it's funny you were saying that um Scott from SC Landscaping was actually speaking about it in one of his videos a while ago that like he'll go spend like I can't remember the price he actually said, but he'll go spend fifteen, twenty grand on like a new commercial mower or something, and it's just the novelty is just gone of you know yeah. of how cool that is but it is you're, you're right it's like you know i i received some products and although i'm still excited to use it or like i'll like there so i've just bought a, a um telescopic hedge trimmer pull pruner from mm-hmm. ego you know that I bought, I bought it myself so then that arrived and although i'm excited to use it and get it on jobs you know a couple of years ago i would have been there like I would have went and tr- trimmed something completely that didn't need trimmed outside, you know, just to get hands on <laughs> totally, it. Totally, yeah. That's... You know, and now it's been sat like in the hallway of my house for the last two days because, you know, it's just like, oh, I'll use it when I use it. Um, yeah. So it does, it is a shame that that sort of thing does wear off. I wonder how many people listening is actually that way inclined, you know, Oh, I, yeah. think, I think it goes part and partial with everything in sort of life, you know, your first, like your first car, like I mean, when I got my first car, like I had a pretty cool, like it was like a Fiesta Z-Tech, I, I'm rambling yeah. here, but it was like a quite sporty looking car for, and it was a nice blue color. And I remember going to pick it up and I was like, wow, I was just like in love with this thing. This was like so cool. But now it's just like, you know, this, you know, if I get in another vehicle now, and don't get me wrong, if it's a big, you know, fancy thing new big investment it is cool but it's not it's nowhere near as much as it was yeah your first time, you know yeah um, no 100 it's, it's, it's a shame because it just becomes another it's the same with everything like yeah just another bit of equipment isn't it i mean i it was is, the same yeah. i had that 63 player uh transit custom i actually had a message about it today um you know just asking some questions and said there was a guy that was basically saying that him seeing my my van layout video made him put down a deposit. You know, it was like the final really? push to put down a deposit on a on a new Ford Transit Custom. And um, talk about influence, you know? I know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it was mad because that was sixty three player because it was my first ever van. I was, you know, it had a little bit of rust on it and it was a bit beaten. It was scratched a bit, but I was so excited having it because it opened up all these opportunities, right? Like getting all the kit in. It was all concealed, you know. It was just mega exciting. When I then changed that over for the brand new 71 played Ford Transit Custom, that's, you know, fancy for a van. Mm -hmm. I I remember saying to my partner, I was like, she's like, oh, how are you feeling? You're getting the van in like a week. And I was like, yeah, it's just, it it feels normal. Don't get me wrong. When it came, I was happy. It was, yeah, don't get me wrong. But that, that, that inner buzz does sort of wear thin a little bit. And we kind of spoke about this. I mean, we were speaking about it pre-show, but... We were speaking about how Lewis was talking about how he reignited his fire, and that was through YouTube, what brings a different, a new element back into what you're doing. That's totally, something that yeah. you've kind of similarly, you've talked about similar, isn't it? Yeah, like, um, well, in terms of, like, wanting to 
jump into that sort of thing. Yeah, like push online. Yeah, like from a young age, I've always kind of been like I did the like I'm sure like a lot of young people have done and they've done the sort of YouTube stage. You know, you look at all these influencers <laughs> online, these gamers, and it's just like it's so cool. Like I was, you know, I'm well was well into gaming when I was younger. Uh, I still play now and again, but it's nowhere near like the novelty's worn off. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did YouTube at a young age and started doing gaming. Just you know, just one of these things. And I also did a little bit when I first kind of started. These videos are still on YouTube, but they're private, so you're not seeing. <laughs> I'll maybe show you one day. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's something I've always kind of wanted to to do, um, because you see all these people online, you know, all these big famous people like yourself. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you just think, well, I know what a life it must be, and it's pretty cool to have that influence on people and connect with people and all that sort of stuff. But I think. Obviously, with the, the gaming side of things, it's like that's like one in a million sort of thing. There's so that's such a wide, wide yeah. industry. It's really hard to tap into that. But yeah, I think I think with this industry, it's quite a small. Like it's it's still pretty big, but in terms of things, it's quite a small, you know, community. Like yeah, I mean, you, I you, I, I would reel off the the list of names of people on YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. you know regarding this industry i'd be able to say yeah i know them yeah, i know them yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah like robbie from premier lawns or you know just all, all that that sort of stuff so it's like it's not it's in its hundreds yet that's for no, sure no no you know what definitely. i mean it's it's probably at least the accounts that people have actually tried tried to you know make successful um yeah. you know it's definitely under 100 but i mean if i was to name all the ones i know uh, you know i'm probably inside 20 you know what I mean? What what isn't many people really? So yeah. I I do definitely think it's a lucrative way to go down, but it's definitely an area where you can, I think, get your voice across, and and that's probably the main thing. You know, the, the things like kit and equipment and whatever else is a massive bonus, but like the the thing about being able to get your voice across, I think you need to have that. Uh, that needs to be the starting point. If if the equipment's the end goal or sorry, the starting goal, then you're going to be probably left pretty... Turn yourself up to fail sort of thing. Yeah, you're probably going to be pretty deflated pretty quickly because it's a long... It's I mean, I must be on YouTube and you know social media and stuff for about three years now, so it's taken that long to get to kind of getting some items through, you know, and even then, they're not always to keeping stuff. So, you know, it's it's a long old process depending on how well your channel does and how quick, you know. Yeah, like another thing, like I, I remember you you touched on on a podcast. I think I was listening today actually. Um, you said like usually if you're on YouTube, if you're looking for entertainment, when I when I talk about these gamers or like yeah, uh, ASI or anything like that, um, it's like entertainment. But from our kind of point of view, the industry, your channel, people are trying to take away things from it. Yeah. Um, and it kind of stuck with me when you said that. I was like, well, that's kind of right enough. I'm always kind of, don't get me wrong, it's sort of entertainment. It's entertaining to see how people are working and what machines they're using in the same line of work, the same interests as you. Um, but you can kind of always take something away from a video, like a review or, um, you know, first impressions or something like that, or how to price or how to do this. or Yeah. Um, like, I think that's where... Robbie from Premier Lawns' uh, 
that's going pretty well. He's doing a lot of like he's hit that sort of niche of like how to do yeah. your lawns and don't do this, do this, and you know reviews and so it's yeah it's kind of like a different different kind of side of side of social media oh yeah i mean it's what everyone does now isn't it i mean as soon as i'm stumped by something i'm more than likely to jump on youtube and say how to you know wire in a socket you know just for a random example or like you know how how to uh renovate a lawn on youtube rather than going to google or, or going down to the library and trying to get a book out you know, people do just jump to YouTube and they look for, you know, ten minutes of information that's allowed gonna allow them to to do a you know a three day job, quite possibly, you know. So it, it's that's definitely how, that's how you thing. learn, isn't it? By yeah. by watching, by listening, and it's just like I think it's just like a sort of natural human instinct. So like you say, how to do something, if you visually if someone were to explain it to you without you seeing it, it would be quite hard. But if you could see it on a video, um then it's yeah it just opens up so many options absolutely um so ben going forward then because i mean it seems like you've may i say it seems like you've ticked off so much already i mean a little recap is that you you do residential you're in the commercial market you're you're running three vans and a couple of trailers you've got employees Mm -hmm. like what is the goal for you in you know the next five years what is is there something burning that you want to achieve within that period or how are you setting yourself up for the next five years? You totally hit me with a bit big question, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, like, I, yeah, I, I have ambitions. Like, I think if you lose, if you don't have that ambition, um, then it, the, you kind of lose the excitement. That's what kind of keeps you going. Yeah, and, you know your visions and what you want to buy. And I suppose I kind of just want to grow, and keep investing. I just, I just kind of want to grow the business. I want to tap in more into the sort of commercial market um, contracts and grounds maintenance. Yeah. Um, but like, it's very daunt. Like, from I don't know from your point of view, but certainly from mine, it's like how it's the question of how the hell do you get into this? How do you get involved with like you know taking on premier ends and like retail parks and all that sort of stuff, like the contracts and. Yeah. You know, through the council, it's like it's it's such a big thing, and um, I think a lot of it's about who you know as well. Um, yeah, definitely. But getting sidetracked again. <laughs> no, no, um, but that's exactly you are you are totally right with that point. Is like there is a lot to it, and sadly, it is who you know in a lot of these cases. But you know, to just even have that aspiration to grow, you know, there's so many drop down. Uh, questions I could ask about that, like you know what I mean, because it, it can go in oh, every direction, can't it? Like I think we could go on here for hours, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, um, absolutely. To, to, to summarize it, really is yeah, just just kind of grow the business. I don't. It's kind of hard because you see all these people who have been and they've done it, and they say, "Oh, it's not worth it. Don't get too many staff," you know. Yeah. Uh, you're better to stay yourself you're better to stay solo or just have a few people and it kills your ambitions it really does like it's it it's not as easy as it looks you know you're going to get stuff that don't you know they don't doesn't work out and it it's not all going to just go as it you know as you plan it to and yeah it, when you hear people who like i say have been there and they've done that they've experienced it say stuff like oh it's not worth it i'm 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 making more money um 
won't work in myself than I was ever running like a coup, two, three coups um, and stuff like that. And it's, part of you goes, oh, what the hell are you doing wrong? And part of yeah. you goes, why, why am I even bothering? You know, what's yeah. like where it just, it does kind of put a damper on your ambition, but I still, I'm still kind of pushing through that and I still I kind of want to experience it for myself because it's not all that. It isn't all that. There's a lot of people that are doing well and they're running, you know, um, bigger sort of businesses. And it, hey, people, yeah. people do it, you know, and it's, I, I get that it can get hard and, you know, the staffing is of a massive problem at the moment, but you've got to look at the companies like, Travoli, for example, that they look after a lot of military camps across the whole, throughout the whole of the UK. Um, yeah. What must be, you know, millions, if not a billion pound contract or something stupid. And, right. um, you know, when I had like Ryan on, uh, the lawn JP, he was speaking about he was part of a commercial firm. Now I was speaking to him, that commercial firm, you know, the, the owner used to be on the tools at once upon a time. And now the, the do huge jobs. You know, and it's a it's a it's a pretty large company. So there is people making it through. I think the thing of it is them people are, are not our generation. So them people aren't on YouTube and, and influencing people. They're yeah. you know they're probably sat back in you know a very wealthy state. You know, in a in a nice property somewhere, and they're nowhere near it anymore. But there is a lot of people that went on to do what we all to an extent, hope to do, because my biggest concern with it is it's all right saying that, you know, yes, you might make 150 grand a year and have a few crew members, uh, like a few different crews out, but you're only making 50 grand, say, of like your own yeah. paycheck. But when I was single and didn't have to worry about any of that, I was pulling in 40, right? So I, I get that it might not be much <laughs> yeah. difference in, in that state, yeah. but what happens if you go man down? You know, my biggest worry is the fact that one day, you know, I'm going to pick up a plant pot or something and I'm going to, something's going to go and I'm going to be, you know, feeling semi-crippled for a few weeks. And that I don't want to have to deal with. You know, I don't want to have to still be, you know, raking a border when I'm I'm 65 year old for clients. You know, I want to be doing it on my own garden and letting crews go out and running the business and me me orchestrating that you know um yeah i think it's a big you see i mean actually we're, we're part of lawn care legends and we'll probably speak about this more in in a different podcast i reckon that's a subject in itself it's lawn care legends but Definitely. but um i'm pretty sure that was the group i seen on a few weeks ago a guy saying that he just had enough he, he couldn't his body couldn't take it anymore you know yeah. it was at that point i think he was in his early 50s or late 40s and he's went on to do like HGV driving. So a complete yeah. change of events because his body was just at a point where you push it too hard for too long and you can't keep that up. And he loved the work from what, if I remember the post rightly, he loved what he used to do. Um, so there, there's a lot of negativity, uh, sorry, negatives that can come out from just staying solo, I think, that would far away any positives from staying, uh, staying solo. Definitely, like the whatever direction you go, I think there is, um, there's so many pros and cons. Like I know someone, um, who, who just, you know, I, I've I've known people in a business who just they've had enough. You know, they've they've been there, they've done that, they've had the people, they've had the staff, 
They can't be bothered with the stress, waiting for payments and all that sort of stuff. It's not, it isn't easy. And that's something everyone needs to remember. It's not, it's not, it's, it's, not, it's not easy. Otherwise, everyone would be self-employed. The whole country would be self-employed. You know, like I say, I explain some things to people, you know, about the job, about what you have to do. And they're like, oh, no, screw that. Like, oh, I'd rather just work for someone. Or, um, it is definitely, yeah. you know, it's there's definitely a minority that um, can do it or um, are sort of kind of built for it. And that, that's not like a, oh, look at me. I'm, <laughs> I'm self yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, might look at you and go like, "What a loser!" Like you know, the stress you put up with on a daily basis, and um, and like you say, the toll in your body. Like I know I've heard you mention before, like how conscious you are of your health, and like like you say, your your you know your health is your wealth at the end of the day. Um, yeah, it's a very physical job, and you hear it all too often. People like older the older generation going, "Oh, you need to just watch your back," and um you know, be careful, like, don't, you know, <laughs> you know like, oh, yeah. I've got arthritis now, I've got tennis elbow, and you're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, okay. <laughs> um, in the back of my mind, I, I'm always conscious about it, but it's just like, when do you actually take action on that? Like, for, mm. for ages, I've been meaning to invest in some anti-vibration gloves, because yeah. I know within 10 years' time, I'm going to have white finger at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's really one of those things. It's just like you you take it for granted on a daily basis. You're like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it again. I'll do it later. Yeah, and yeah. We'll get around to it, and before you know it, it's too late. And that's just the way it goes. Um, and it's that slow build up. It, it's the re- repetition of doing it. And it's sadly, it's not until you have a scare or you, you're very close to getting it or you've semi got it that you know whatever it may be. It's, so like, it's, not, it's like it's 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 it's, it's fine till it isn't. You know what I mean? It's when, it's, it's when it's too late is when you know. It's like, yeah, yeah. you don't know until it's too late. Um, so it's something you've kind of got to be conscious about. But like you say about, you know, sitting back and running crews and don't get me wrong, I don't want to be working for my whole life. I just don't, you know, I'm, I'm such a believer in like, you're there to live, not just work for your whole yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously. But at the same time, I've seen situations where someone's came off the tools They've been in the office. They've been running all the, you know, the staff and the crew, but it kind of then loses it, that personal touch, and that's something I kind of worry about as well. Like yeah. I'm very, I'm much like yourself, I believe, I'm very like pernickety about my jobs, and I take quite a lot of pride in my work. And like I'm doing a Leylandi hedge, just for example, today. Um, I, I'm taking. I know conifers are so unforgiving. If you yeah. know what I mean, if you cut a beach hedge and you dig in too too much, you're never going to see. It. You quickly blend it in, and you'll never know the end of it. Yeah, yeah. You you cut a well-established tight conifer hedge, and you dig in, you're you're going to see it. You know. So <laughs> yeah. here's me spending absolutely ages trying to get all the angles and that because I, I am like a you know a, what's the word hmm. freak. <laughs> the end of yeah. day, I just I like things done properly, and I was thinking to myself. You always do, you know, you're left with your own thoughts. You're like, oh, my, does it look like I'm taking the mic here? Like, am I going too slow? And yeah. I asked the customer because I know the customer and, you know, I've got a good relationship with them. And I says, how long does this usually take you to do? And he says, oh, it would take me for, you know, a couple of days or whatever. Um, and, like, he did say, he's like, it's never looked that good. Yeah. And that kind of put my mind at rest. And he's like, oh, it's never looked as good as that. Like, we were always kind of happy with how it looked. But when I see it like that... Yeah. It's just like so 
it's one of those things. If you're then employing someone to go and do that job for you, it's then just a job. You know, if yeah. you're not on the tools, if you're not there to direct, and if you're just sending someone go and cut that hedge, um, and it's the same with um the guy that worked for me. It's just like I'll look at his work, and this nine times out of ten, there's always something I'll pick up on because it's my job at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Name it on the end of it, and it's not like I'll have a go at him, but I'll just be like, oh, I can just do it like this. So, yeah, you know, um, you're the manager at the end of the day. Like you're there, you're there to manage and, and to ensure. It's, I think that's what you're saying there is it sits with a lot of people. And if you weren't that way, you know, I think it would maybe say something about, you know, you as a company, if you're not there, I mean, everything within, not everything, most of what we do is the aesthetics. You, you, you're taking oh, something from one thing, apart from plant health and all that, you yeah. are, you're, you're trying to make something look better, right? So Definitely. if that isn't at the forefront of, of your um, sort of, uh, your sort of ethos within your yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Then there's something falling there a bit, um, yeah. massively. I do think, but it, that, that's gone. No, no, I was gonna say that's that's the thing. Like I see like bigger companies, and there's no like name to it. You know, there's like who who owns that business? I have no idea. Like it's just a, a heap of guys, a heap of crews, and and don't get me wrong. And like the the grounds maintenance side of things. It's, it's, it, it depends what you do, really, because if it's yeah. domestically, it's kind of different. You're one-to-one with the customer. It's their gardens. But if you're doing it on a, like a larger scale, it you know, it's, uh, it doesn't really matter. But yeah. It's just like joiners, for example. Like I've, There's like joinery firms around me, and it's just like they're all, you know, <laughs> it just kind of loses its personal touch, and that's something I'm yeah. not really – that's kind of just conscience, conscious about um, as – you know where you want to take it but i guess you'll never know until you're there you know so yeah definitely yeah i know 100 percent. it it is it, it's all like a time frame game isn't it but i'm very conscious of time here ben so i'm going to quickly rush your last question um mm-hmm. which is what is your top tip for owning and running a business you obviously do very well with what you're doing if you could give a new startup your top tip what would it be mm-hmm. Oh, you just put me on the spot with these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the clock here as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I would just say don't rush it. Um, see so much of uh, people just rushing into things, throwing a heap of money at it and just going for it. Like, yeah. I was in a lucky position, and, and I still, you know, I'm very much aware of that. I was in school. I had no overheads, you know. Didn't pay digs until I paid digs now. That's what I call it. Yeah, yeah. In my hat, I still live with my parents. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have kids. I don't have all these sort of overheads. Like, don't get me wrong, I've got quite a lot of overheads from probably a lot more of this time adults. But in yeah, terms yeah. of living, in terms of living, I don't. And um, so, uh, depending on your situation, um, it doesn't really matter. But just take it, take it as it comes. Don't yeah. rush into everything and just. Uh, just, just learn, learn as you go. Yeah, um, it's a, it's like it's, it's quite a slow process. Um, it's definitely such a, it's a big community thing as well. Yeah, um, get yourself on Long Care Legends, uh, Facebook groups, or YouTube. Connect with people, speak to people, and just, just a cheeky plug here. As, as you know, I have no relevance in Long Care Legends, but, but I wouldn't be. I don't think I would be to the extent I'm at without that group. Yeah. You know, 
I often find myself coming home at nights and going, oh, what's what's people have been up to today? Um, scrolling through posts of what their works, you know, what like yeah. or what new machines they've bought. So, um, yeah, if if you give me a better, better chance to think about that question a bit better, I would maybe yeah. give you a better answer. But no, honestly, that that's perfect. I think the two main things what what you're saying there is take it slow, don't rush it and basically get involved in the community. And I couldn't agree with you more, really, because the community is massive. For someone that, you know, you're 99% of the cases, you're going to be starting up by yourself. You know, you need, at some point along the line, you'll find yourself looking for advice, and these community groups are exactly the place to do it. Um, but, yeah, no, Ben, that's that has been perfect. Now, I feel like there's... I've got another list of questions that I could I really wanted to ask you throughout this yeah. and that like we could have just spoke about more. So I'd love to have you on again where we could maybe speak about some topic specific um podcasting. And I did you... warn you, Sam, I would ramble on ramble. <laughs> you, you this list just went out the window. <laughs> no, that honestly it's absolutely fine, but it's been an absolute pleasure of mine to, to have you on the podcast, here. And as you mentioned at the start, it has been a long time coming since since we've been sort of in touch with each other for the past sort of 18 months to two years. So, but um, yeah. thank you very much for joining us just quickly before you go, if you could tell everyone where you are online, sort of Instagram, what your handle is, stuff like that. Um, so on Instagram, my name is Morrison Lawn Landscape. Um, I'm sure you'll find it. And on Facebook, which is kind of more aimed towards clients, it's again, Morrison Lawn and Landscape, but you will see me around most of the social pages ben, <laughs> ben, ben morrison that's me <laughs> no that that's perfect well ben thank you very much for joining us this evening it's been an absolute pleasure i hope everyone's enjoyed that obviously ben's been able to to make such huge strides in the game you know i would say fairly quickly but it has been over time and for your wealth of experience for where you are and where you want to get i've got zero doubt in my mind that uh that you're going to get there so thank you for joining us again no, well, thank you, Sam. It's been a, a long time coming, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can do something like this again. Yep, perfect. Happy days. Right, well, everyone, thank you very much for joining us on this week's podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to have you here as well, listening in and sending your questions through like you do week in and week out. If I can just give you a little uh, nudge or reminder or a plea to, if you can and you are enjoying these episodes, and please go on uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening from, rate this podcast and leave a review if you can and any questions from the podcast send them through all ben's information will be attached to the bottom of the podcast so feel free to go down on them podcaster notes give them a click give them a follow and you'll find them there so thanks for joining us and we'll see you again next week